1: And a hello to you all. I'm Haley Tenpass. You're listening to Outdoors with Rob Zimmer part of Focus Fox Valley here on WHBY. And for the first time in 12 weeks, excited to bring in my friend Rob Zimmer. Hi, Rob.
2: Hi, welcome back.
1: So glad to hear you again.
2: Yes, I'm so glad to hear your voice. It makes me happy. I'm smiling right now sitting in my car.
1: Oh, well, so, I have to say back. Thank you, Rob. And I have to say I really enjoyed my Friday afternoons uh, being on the listener end of things, tuning in when I could, hearing about all your adventures and everything that had to do with anything outdoors related, it was nice to tune into you while I was on leave. So uh, glad to be oh, talking with well, you. though. Thank
2: you. Good. So how is everything?
1: It is wonderful. I have uh, the most perfect little boy to accompany his big oh. sister, and yeah, we're we're blissfully happy and a little sleep deprived.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh well congratulations and welcome back
1: thank you Rob well one thing we did is we tried to get outside a lot and um, you have to get outside today it is just an undeniably gorgeous afternoon very you know unlike October
2: (laughs) Yep, it's it's summer like It's, it's warm I was sweating on the trails but the wind makes it feel really good there's a really nice breeze out there that makes it feel this lovely but it's knocking down some of that fall color already there's a lot of color out there and I noticed a lot of leaves getting blown down in the wind so uh, hopefully it'll die down soon so it doesn't knock all the leaves down.
1: Well I'm curious to hear what you've got to share with us today Rob what are we focused on today?
2: Um, I want to talk about some fall color like uh, and hopefully get listeners to call in and tell us where some of their favorite fall color uh, destinations are because we're pretty much Uh, In our area right here, we're between 50 75% for the most part, Um, peak and past peak even up further north. So now, this is a weekend to do it because next week it's probably going to go pretty fast. And of course, the week after that, um, there won't be as many trees left to to have a lot of bright color. So it's this week and next week. Um, So, where do you go? Where do you like to go look at fall color? Um, I'll give you my uh, top 10 list, my top 10 choices um, uh, during my regular top 10 list. I also want to talk about. Sandhill Crane. Sandhill Crane migration is peaking right now. Um, I saw some beautiful uh, groups of Sandhill cranes the last few days uh, at different spots, so I want to talk about that, too. And let us know what you're seeing at your bird feeder. Are you seeing robins? Are you seeing unusual birds? Do you still have your hummingbird feeder up, which you should? Uh, is your bird bath full? Because it should be. You know, stuff like that. Tell us what you're seeing in your backyard. Um uh, stuff like that. It's just, it's such a busy time, such a, such a beautiful time of year. The moon has been just spectacular the last few days, um, both at night and in the morning, when it's still up in the sky in the morning, and you can watch it go down. Um, just, just a really fun week. So all sorts of stuff to talk about, and hopefully listeners will call and
1: Yes. Give us a call. Two eight one eleven fifty is the number. And also be patient with Oh yeah, And, folks. Also,
2: <laughs> oh, yep. and just, also just one more thing. I always do this in October because October you know, for a lot of people getting uh things that still bloom in October is hard. And if you remember last year we had some really hard freezes by now and then on Halloween we actually had three inches of snow. So uh give us a call and just let us know what's still blooming in your yard. What do you still have that's blooming? Either
1: That. I've got marigolds that are are going nuts in our, oh, yeah. our garden right now.
2: Yeah, a lot of people have been hesitant to buy, you know, mums and, and all the fall plants because their summer annuals still look so nice. Because it's been such a, you know, such a, a warm, you know, even though last week, it got, oh, even though it got cold a couple of times, uh, there was still a lot of things blooming, and really, we didn't really get a hard freeze or hard frost right here. So most of the stuff still looks really nice, and people. Um, don't want to rip it all up right we're going to go money. to the
1: settlers bank phone lines we have jeff on the line rob all right hi jeff
0: hi rob this is uh, i just got back from door county and i just wanted to say that i would say the colors in door county are at peak right now it was just a beautiful drive went all the way up to the top and uh the colors couldn't have been any more spectacular than they were
2: oh wonderful thank you so much for sharing Yeah, it's 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 amazing how fast it's coming, Um, and yeah, Door County is usually one of the later places because of the water. But it it sounds like it's pretty brilliant up there, and uh, I hope you had a good time and enjoyed it. And it is beautiful. That's that's definitely in my top ten list of of places to go to see the fall color. And I can't wait to get up there myself. Hopefully next week or so.
0: Yeah, it was very good. good.
2: What was your favorite spot up there?
0: Oh, I think, uh, actually, we went to eat at uh, the White Gull Inn in Fish Creek. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we had to uh, wait quite a while, but they really did a great job social distancing. We ate outside. Um, they were doing everything right. Um, there, there's a lot of people up there, and we didn't go to any any of the shops because uh, the Chicago people were all in the shops. But uh, Oh, right, uh, yep. It, yeah. it, it was it was beautiful and and I, the, the the white colour they're only seating to twenty five percent capacity and and so forth. But we ate outside too, so I mean it was just a beautiful beautiful day outside. We didn't have to have a coat on or anything. It was just nice. It is a little bit cooler up there than it is back here.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> of the water. Yeah. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, yeah. And of course tomorrow will probably be even busier because this weekend will be super busy up there, and then. Uh, I'm hoping to get up there sometime early next week. So.
0: We saw a lot yeah. of northbound traffic as we were coming, coming home.
2: <laughs> I bet, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you had fun and got to see the beautiful colors up there. You have a good weekend. You too.
1: Thanks for the Thanks. call. Yes, 281-1150 is the number. And I, I, I was saying earlier, uh, Rob, Uh, Forgive me if I hang up on you folks, because I am (laughs) learning a new phone system over here, so I'm going to try my best to keep everyone on the line.
2: (laughs) Yep. And if you hang up on me, you know my number
1: I know your number, yeah. I love that he mentioned, (laughs) though, uh, that Door County, because they have so many rustic roads up there to explore.
2: Yes, and and there's so many beautiful places up there. I mean, and there's still a lot of places where you can go and not not run into crowds. You know, there's there's plenty of natural areas and, and land trust areas and state natural areas and state parks and all sorts of places to go and the rustic roads like you said that are kind of off the beaten path and and you'd be surprised how how little people you you run into if you go to some of the right places up there even even on a busy uh, fall weekend so you just got to be creative and sneak around
1: Yes, so tell us how you are being creative and sneaking those beautiful fall colors that are peaking right about now, folks. Give us a call, 281-1150 on our Settlers Bank phone lines. We're going to be back with more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, so stay with us back in a bit after this on WHBY. (laughs) And we are back with more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer here on WHBY 421 The Time. I'm Haley 10 Pass, joined, of course, by Rob Zimmer. And get your calls in. 281-1150 is the number on our Settlers Bank phone lines. We'd love to hear from you, talking all things fall and autumn and leaves changing. I know Rob also mentioned sandhill cranes, which I think of when it comes to fall. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Absolutely, yep. And right now it's peak sandhill crane migration, at least you know, depending on, on how cold it gets. But I, I just looked at the uh, forecast for the entire rest of the month, and there's I think there's only one night where it's below freezing. So we could have a pretty warm October, which would be nice. So the cranes aren't going to be going anywhere fast. Um, some years they stay till December, you know, until the marshes really freeze up. But it looks like this year they'll be here at least another three weeks or so. Um, and I'm going to talk about some of the places you can go to see them because sandhill cranes are awesome. You really don't have to go far these days. I mean, you can drive you know, just a few miles outside of town, and the huge flocks that that are out there. But um, some of my places to go uh, to see them are, are some of the national wildlife refuges and state wildlife areas where you can get you know, literally thousands. And every year, the flocks get bigger and bigger. You know, as, as more cranes uh, have young and they they keep uh, increasing in in number. But uh, some of the favorite, some of my favorite places to go see them. And if we get a call or something, just let me know. But uh, Horicon, obviously Horicon National Wildlife Refuge is probably one of the biggest con- concentrations of sandhill cranes right now. And if you're lucky, there's even several whooping cranes that are mixed in. And whooping cranes are the endangered crane uh, found in Wisconsin. Uh, they're white. They're about five feet tall, so they're even bigger than a sandhill crane. And they have black wingtips. But there's several of them hanging around with the sandhill cranes down at Horicon National Wildlife Refuge. And if you go to the Federal Wildlife Refuge Headquarters, uh, and ask uh, politely they'll probably tell you where, where they were last seen so you can kind of uh, get a little heads up on where to try to look for the whooping cranes and a lot of times they're actually right there at the headquarters because you get thousands of cranes that kind of roost there every every evening and afternoon um, in the, the little lagoon there right by the, the federal federal refuge headquarters. Um, Nesita National Wildlife Refuge is also out towards Necedah, um, uh, out in western Western Wisconsin, central Western Wisconsin, another great place to see Santa cranes, and they also have whooping cranes there, uh, even more than at I'm not sure. You'd probably have to call ahead and see how, how they're doing the tours this year with everything going on. But I'm sure they're still leading some, uh, maybe just less people. But you can still go by yourself, too. It's a it's a national a natural area, so you can go uh, check it out. Brilliant Marsh, right, right next, right about 20 miles east of us, 15 miles east of us, Brilliant Wildlife Area. That's a great place to see sandhill cranes. Collins Marsh, which is just southeast of there, is another great place. Tons of sandhill cranes there. Navarino Wildlife Area up by Shawnee, that's another great place. Uh, Teresa Marsh down south of Fond du Lac is great. Kill Snake Wildlife Area by Chilton. And the Buena Vista Grasslands over by Stevens Point is another awesome, awesome place to see sandhill cranes congregating this time of year. Um, and they're just such amazing prehistoric birds. You know, they're, they're actually living dinosaurs. The sandhill right. cranes have basically gone, gone unchanged, just like the lake sturgeon and some of the other animals around here. They're the same way as they were millions of years ago, and they look the same and sound the same, and uh, it's just that prehistoric sound they make when they fly over, when they're, you know, dancing, and it's just they're just amazing, amazing creatures. So check them out during the rest of October and even into November because uh, as long as it stays fairly warm like this, they, they won't be going anywhere. They'll just be staging and congregating and uh, hanging out together until it's time to
1: go. I love that. What makes Wisconsin it, Rob? Uh, such a perfect spot for them. Why do they love to come here?
2: Uh, Ironically, it's probably because we're the only state, like, in the whole area and and probably almost all of eastern United States that, that that does not hunt them. I mean, everywhere around us they're hunted. Uh, sandhill cranes are so. Um, uh, ironically, though, about thirty, forty years ago, we didn't have sandhill cranes in Wisconsin. They they nested northwest of us, and they just migrated through. But gradually, over the last several decades, they've actually started nesting here, um, probably because they know they are protected. And, and as you know, if you're if you're local here, they nest pretty close to people's houses. I think Kathy Kathy Keen said she had a pair that nests right right outside her building, and uh, in the woods there. And, you know, they nest right at Peckrod Wetland Reserve, right in the middle of down, you know, right in the middle of Menasha. So they're, they're getting more and more um, confident and, and trusting and, and nesting right in people's yards, even in urban areas. So uh, just like the geese, just like the white tails, you know, just like the red foxes, uh, you can see them now almost regularly right in town. So. But a lot of it has to do with they are still a protected bird here. They're not hunted.
1: Now, Rob, hunting them seems uh, kind of berserk to me. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to hunt them, but I am curious. Are they hunted just for sport or for taxidermy, or do people actually uh, eat them?
2: Sport. I, I've seen recipes. You know, some people say they taste good. Some people say they taste bad. Uh, it depends what they eat. You know, cranes are corn-fed for the most part. A lot of them eat just waste corn, waste grain, um, especially during the fall. They're eating any leftovers that are left in the fields after after the harvest. So. Uh, you know, just like your big fat corn sled ducks and geese, <laughs> I've never tasted them, so I don't have a, a preference. But there are plenty of recipes. Um, uh, they they are if you, if you've ever tried to sneak up on a crane, you know they're pretty darn wary birds. So they are a tough target. I mean, they're a big target, uh, but they're tough to get close enough to uh, to shoot. So um, you know, the hunters it it takes some skill uh, to shoot them to hunt them. And they're not they're not birds that are gonna you know you don't set up sandhill crane decoys out in the field like you do for geese that that won't work you basically just have to know where they're going to be and hope they're within range um uh, so i think i think with sandhill cranes a lot of it is the sport um, but i've seen a lot of recipes for them too so um, but i've just personally never tasted them and i I really don't want to
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i don't blame you i don't blame you one bit
2: Uh, there's so so many things to hunt we don't need to hunt you know And, and and the sad thing i mean The the challenge, and it it maybe the reason why there's no hunting season in Wisconsin is because we're the only state uh, east of the Mississippi River that has the nesting population of whooping cranes, you know, the migratory whooping cranes. And because those are endangered, um, you know, and a lot of times they hang out with sandhill cranes. You know, you don't want to, you see it all the time down south in like Louisiana and Florida where whooping cranes are shot by hunters who,
0: Mm. who
2: say they mistake them for a sandhill crane. Well, there's no way you can mistake a sandhill crane for a whooping crane. Um, but it happens, so that might be part of the reason why there's no hunting season here yet. They're trying to keep the whooping cranes safe.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad they they do want to keep them safe because, again, like you said, a, a beautiful animal and so distinct to Wisconsin. You mentioned the sound; I can hear them croaking in my in my mind right now, <laughs> clear as day. Yes.
2: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. It's a beautiful sound. Last night, I was actually. Uh, watching them after dark, it was the most amazing thing, because you can hear them fly over, and it was just this huge, just millions and millions of stars, and you can just see these faint shadows flying over the stars, and it was just almost a surreal experience. It was just, it was magical, so um, it was pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. 281-1150 is our number. We're wrapping up our first half hour here, but get your calls in for Rob in our next half hour. Rob, I've already got something for you to think about uh, as we head into our news break. We did get a caller uh, who was switching gears from sandhill cranes to squirrels, (laughs) and uh, he was wondering if you could share the difference between the red squirrel, black squirrel, flying squirrel, black uh, gray squirrels. The squirrely the squirrely bunch they are so uh, maybe Rob That's can get sure. to, uh, can get to that question for us when we come back after the break uh, but I know you mentioned your top 10 list Rob what are we going to be chatting about uh, in our next half hour uh,
2: my top 10 list is my my 10 favorite places to see the fall color 10 so places you can start planning your weekend pick one of these and go check it out
1: and Rob are any of these spots uh, maybe a drive that you can experience without getting out of your car?
2: Actually, actually, a lot of them are. Yeah, um, I'm just looking through really quick. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a couple that are. You, you really don't have to get out of your car, and I know that's a, a pretty common question. People, you know, they they don't want to get out. They want to just do drive-through tours, and um, there are a couple of those in here. Yeah.
1: Perfect. I like that idea for uh, for my family. So I will be listening uh, for that idea as well. So uh, stay tuned for Rob's top 10 list. We're going to maybe talk squirrels after the news break. So stay with us. Lots more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer to come and give us a call. 281-1150 is the number on our Settlers Bank phone lines. Taking a news break here back with Outdoors with Rob Zimmer here on WHBY.
0: falling
1: leaves and we are back with more Drift of outdoors with Rob windows, Zimmer here on WHBY I'm Haley 10 pass joined by Rob Zimmer and a little Nat King Cole talking about the autumn leaves for us <laughs> I love I love this kind of music just it's I the perfect it. uh, perfect dinner cooking cooking dinner music <laughs> But, yeah, Autumn Leaves by Nat King Cole to welcome us into our second half hour of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. And, of course, we're taking your calls. 281-1150 is the number on our Settlers Bank phone lines. Give us a call. Talking autumn color, of course. Uh, Also talking sandhill cranes. Learned a lot in our last half hour. And we did have a caller who was curious about squirrels, Rob. So what do you got for us?
2: Yes. Well, you said he wanted to know about all the different types of squirrels. so. Um, I guess I'll kind of kind of go through the list in my head. <laughs> so yeah, in Wisconsin we have several different species of squirrels, and some of them are more common in town, some of them are more common out in the country. But um, uh, we have the guy. It sounds like he asked about the difference between red squirrels and black squirrels and gray squirrels and flying squirrels and all of those. So um, I'll kind of go through um, uh, each one. So here in Wisconsin we do have the red squirrel. We have the fox squirrel fairly common but um usually not in town they're usually outside of town a little bit we have the gray squirrel which everybody is familiar with that one that's the one that's all through the town it's the city squirrel but there are also a lot of them out in the country too Uh, we have the flying squirrel there's actually two species of flying squirrels there's the northern flying squirrel and the southern flying squirrel and they kind of both uh, overlap their ranges right over the top of us so we could see either one here in in our area um Chipmunks are also squirrels, so we have the eastern chipmunk, uh, which is a, a member of the squirrel family. We also have the 13-line ground squirrel, which a lot of people call a gopher. Uh, they're the ones that you see a lot of times out in the country along the highways, darting across the road. Um, they look like little, uh, little miniature, uh, well, they look like chipmunks, but they have more lines and, and spots in between the lines. And then we have the good old woodchuck or groundhog or, or um that's that's the big big our biggest squirrel It's the woodchuck that's actually a member of the squirrel family. So okay. or the ground the, yeah that you see every year on, on Groundhog Day when they when they see it, they see their shadow that's our biggest squirrel. So uh, and that's a ground squirrel too. So uh, the tree squirrels are the most common, and that's, it. Sounds like that's what he was talking about. The tree, the tree squirrels are your red squirrel, fox squirrel, and the gray squirrel. Uh, he mentioned black squirrel. Uh, there is no separate species known as a black squirrel. The squirrels that are black. about any color gray squirrels you know they're obviously gray some of them or a lot of them most of them but there are also populations of black gray squirrels so when you see a black squirrel it is actually a gray squirrel if that makes sense it does
1: make sense now now Ralph, he also wanted to know some of the traits of the squirrels he he noted that he thinks red squirrels seem to be a little bit more aggressive is that is that the case yeah
2: I, I, I hear that a lot and I've seen it a lot, so I agree. <laughs> but but just like people, you know, individual squirrels have their own personality. But red squirrels are tough and tenacious little buggers because <laughs> you know they have to be. They're they're competing with the bigger gray squirrels, so and a lot of times they win. So um, they kind of eat different things for the most part. Uh, um, your your gray squirrels like to eat nuts and corn and. Um, you know the hickory nuts and the walnuts and things like that. Whereas grace, or I'm sorry, whereas red squirrels, generally for the most part, you know in the wild, they're more after conifers. They like they eat cones, they eat pine cones and pine seeds and spruce cones and spruce seeds. So generally and cedar cedar cones and all of that and tamarack cones. So you usually see red squirrels where you have some evergreens, some conifers. So it's not like they're in direct competition, uh, but if they're both coming to a feeder. <laughs> Uh, you know, after some corn or after bird seed or stuff, there can they can be some pretty uh, uh pretty intense confrontations. And ironically, the smaller red squirrels usually win because they're they're sneaky, they're feisty, they're they are aggressive. Uh, but but uh, great if you if you ever watch gray squirrels interact, they can be pretty aggressive too. Uh, so, but they are fun. The flying squirrels, they usually only come out at night. You're, you're probably not going to see a flying squirrel during the day unless you, like, disturb its, its roosting area. But um, there are probably a lot more flying squirrels around than people think because uh, during the day they're holed up in trees and, and birdhouses and things like that. I remember we had uh, Cammie called a couple times last year and sent me video. She had uh, flying squirrels in her bluebird nest, which was pretty I cool. I remember that, and yeah. that's the. Yeah, that's what they do. They they go in tree hollows during the day and they, they actually come out and feed at night and they'll feed right at your bird feeder. A lot of people see them. My friend Lindsay who in Little Suit she had flying squirrels right at her bird feeder, right in the middle of Little Suit. So they will come in and glide into your feeders at night when, when you're not looking. So it's kind of fun to to put a little trail cam out there or have a light out there that you can find every once in a while at night to just look out there because uh, and they're active all winter long so uh, in the night during the middle of winter you can look out there and see these great big huge eyes of the flying squirrels at your bird feeder. So uh, pretty cool. Let's yeah, quick go to there's... the
1: phone lines, Rob. We do have a caller. Oh. We got we have Betty on the line with us. Hi Betty.
3: Hi, how are you, Rob? Oh my gosh,
2: it's Betty. How are you?
3: I'm fine. I'm I've fine. I've
2: seen you forever. I'm sorry. I've been I haven't seen you forever. How are you doing?
3: I am doing just fine, and I wanted to tell you that I'm still getting. uh, I didn't see any hummingbirds today, but yesterday I saw a couple. And oh, good! I, you know, somebody said that the it's the babies are the last to leave. I've I've never read that any place. Have you ever? Do you agree with that?
2: I don't actually. I don't agree with it. (laughs) Um, Okay. The thing is, right now. Right now, all hummingbirds look like babies because the males have lost their, their um, spring coloration, so they no longer have the red throats. They, they kind of all look the same. Um, yeah. So it, it's probably, people probably just see them and think that they're babies, but all hummingbirds right now, they kind of all look the same. They've all lost most of their colors. Um, I, th- I just I think never they- heard
3: that before. You know, I just thought, well, always learn something new if it's right. Uh, I, did, yeah. I did put my soot out, and it took about a day and a half for them to find it. And
0: oh,
3: uh, now the the red belly that were coming in and the nuthatches and the chickadees always love it. And um, yeah. uh, here in Oshkosh, our trees are just beautiful. They don't have to drive too oh. far if you live near Oshkosh. <laughs> I, the there, it's, you w- when you drive down the street, I mean to tell you, the hickories are golden. And I cut the lawn a couple days ago. And I'm going to pick up the le- uh you know, not cut. Well, I cut it, but I put it real high just to pick up the leaves. So,
2: yeah, anyways,
3: yeah. but it's really beautiful out.
2: Oh, so. I bet. So, do you, have you had juncos in your yard yet?
3: Yes. And I once in a while, I see the red bellied, but I, the white junkles, uh, white bellied ones, are on the soot. I see them. And uh, oh, cool. I usually cut my soot about a quarter inch or a little bit more than that and just put that so then when they try to go in there and get a piece, it's not hard. <laughs> It right. You know, right. get a chunk, chunk off very easily. But anyway, well, I'll have uh, to check,
2: it out for and check it out.
3: Yeah. So, how many, so, how many, how many,
2: uh, how many hummingbirds do you have? Are there a couple Oh, or I else?
3: only saw a couple yesterday. Now, okay. I didn't see any today, but I've been working outside, so I have my uh, feeders against my living room window and my kitchen window. I have those suction yes. cups in. They love it, you know. It, so it's
2: pretty, it's it's pretty windy today. So they might be waiting until closer to dark when it calms down a little bit. Maybe it's too windy for them to try to maneuver around because it's it's been pretty windy all day. So hopefully tonight oh, it's you'll really see them. them been windy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But anyways, uh, and I do find that they they come in some of the last birds to come in. The cardinals are sometimes come in a little later, and I have all my regular feeders out, but uh, I noticed the hummingbirds, uh, well, it's going to get darker earlier now, but they used to come right. in at 7 o'clock, you know, so. Oh, uh, yeah. But I thought maybe so I just th- missed them because I haven't haven't been sitting in the house. I've been working outside. Outside. Trying to, <laughs> trying to put everything away. Uh, yeah, so they're probably
2: yeah. up there watching you, waiting. They're probably sitting up there watching you work and
3: <laughs> resting <laughs> up there in the wind. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's just beautiful out though, but I just can't believe how yellow the leaves have turned on the hickories.
2: Oh, yeah, and you have a lot of hickories right in your yard.
3: Yes, yes. I'm so glad that the nuts have nearly all fallen. I tell you, my uh, <laughs> paved driveway. I felt like I would drive on a rock road. You know, <laughs> there was so many. Oh. <laughs> And yep. the squirrels. Somebody says, "Well," and I said, "No, I don't collect them." But you know those squirrels; they know I'm out there. I pick up if I find any. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're there the first thing in the morning. Uh, yep. So know. someone,
2: someone just called in about squirrels. You have a lot of squirrels. Do you just have gray squirrels, or do you have you have red squirrels too? Don't you? And no, ones. I don't
3: have red. I just have those gray. And anybody that Great. wants them can come take them. Yep.
2: (laughs) And maybe some hickory nuts, too.
3: I have chipmunks, too.
2: Yes. And uh, (laughs) and, uh,
3: sometimes, you know, sometimes we got an awful lot of all that kind of stuff that we could do without so many.
2: Yeah. They're cute to a point.
3: But um, (laughs) (laughs) I know uh, uh, one time they put... uh, I, and I keep my car in the garage. I would say ninety-nine percent of the time, but one time I yeah. did take it, went into sh- uh, to um, through Milwaukee to Crystal Lake, came back. Oh and my God. Everything went out on my car, and then I oh. found that uh, it, it was full of nuts. They had gone through some wires. It cost me eight hundred dollars to fix it, and I see Oh my their- God! I think. so they were storing them
2: in your car, <laughs>
3: yeah, in the well, they and chewed them, you know all at once, I had no I didn't know how fast I was driving, I didn't know you know none none of my electrics would go on or anything, yep. so i you know, but anyways, they're a little destructive little beasts too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say. wow, yeah,
2: so well, you father's have a good day, said, yeah. You too. Have a good week. Enjoy the beautiful weather.
3: I am. I am. Thank you.
1: Thanks for the call, yes, Betty.
2: I'll see you soon. I got to stop by and say hi to Betty. Oh. <laughs>
1: we all show yes, her yard. The sounds gorgeous. Yard.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's incredible. Well, we do have to take a <laughs> like, break. But, oh, okay.
1: Sorry, Rob. What was that? That's,
2: well, I was just going to say, and like she said, the colors in Ashkosh right now are beautiful, and you don't even have to leave town to see them. Same thing in Appleton. I was driving down some of the roads to Lula and and Memorial Drive, and the trees are just beautiful just right in town. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't have to go far to see some beautiful colors.
1: Yeah, stay tuned because Rob has his top 10 list of the places you're going to want to go to see those colors. Hey, maybe Appleton's on that list. More with Rob Zimmer right after this on WHBY. We're back with our final minutes of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. I'm Haley Ten Pass, joined, of course, by Rob Zimmer on our phone lines, actually. But if you want to quick get a call in, 281-1150 is the number for your last chance to do so. A little Vivaldi, Four Seasons, as we uh, are about to learn Rob's top ten list for uh, fall destinations.
2: Yeah, some of my favorite places, and not necessarily in in any order here, but some of my favorite places to see fall color. Some are pretty close, some are far away, but I just wanted to give you some choices. And a lot of these, uh, maybe you've been to, maybe you haven't. So, uh, number ten, uh, Shawano County, all around Shawano Lake. If you and you were asking for driving uh, tours, you can you can drive the back roads and the highways right around Shawano, Lake, even up through the Menominee Indian Reservation. It's just it's gorgeous up there. Uh, Legend Lake and Loon Lake and some of those lakes up in that area are just stunning. Maybe Tim's listening. He goes up to Legend Lake. I think he said he's got a cottage there that he goes to every weekend. He can give us a color report, maybe. But it's just stunning up there. Uh, even on the way there to like Navarino and even Black Creek and Cheyapin are just beautiful right now. So, but Shawano County in general is just gorgeous. Uh, some of the county parks up there too, the Heeman uh, Falls and some of the other ones are just beautiful. Uh, number nine, High Cliff State Park, right here in our own backyard. And of course, you can drive through there, drive through the different roads, drive through the campground. Um, it's just stunning, and the maples are starting to turn. their, you know, the, the maples up there turn this really rich, beautiful gold, um, and they're just starting. Some of the some of the orange maples, and some of the oaks and hickories and stuff. Like Betty said, the hickories are really pretty right now. But uh, there's a lot of color up there on the on the hill at High Cliff uh, Number Eight. I talked about this place when I was talking about the San Cranes, Necedah National Wildlife Refuge. It's just gorgeous for fall color. Tons of oaks out there, and the tamarack. Uh, the maples and the birches and everything else. So lots of fall color out there at Cedar over in central Wisconsin. Uh, number seven, uh, fairly close, only 45 minutes or so away, Point Beach State Forest. Beautiful, beautiful place. I was there this week. Lots of fall color starting to show up, especially the oaks and the maples. Uh, the tamaracks there aren't starting to turn yet, but they will be pretty soon. But uh, there's lots of color at Point Beach and lots of trails to explore there. Uh, number six, I was here last week, not this week yet, but the Catamoraine State Forest. It's just down there. The hardwood forest, they have a lot of maples, a lot of oaks, a lot of uh, basswoods and lindens and hickories and um, one of my favorite um, trees actually or or shrubs for fall color is the, and there's a lot of them down there, are the uh, pagoda dogwoods. They just turn this gorgeous purple color and there's a lot of those down through the kettle moraine. And of course you get those huge sweeping views from the tops of the the moraines and from some of the overlooks and stuff. So, um, beautiful place. Number five, uh, I know a lot of people went there last weekend, Red Mountain uh, State Park over in Wausau, where you can actually take the ski lift tour uh, to see the fall colors from up above on the ski lift, and that's just an incredible, incredible view uh, of the colors there, and they're probably at peak right now. Uh, number four, uh, Hartman Creek State Park in is just a beautiful, beautiful place. You have all those clear spring-fed lakes that are part of the chain of lakes, and uh, you can walk around all of them. There's trails all through there, and the colors reach. baraboo hills area you have mirror lake state park devil's lake state park all the different areas down there and of course just the baraboo hills themselves right just driving through those hills on some of those highways and, and rustic roads we talked about rustic roads before there's a lot of rustic roads that go through the baraboo hills and the colors there you know have these 200 foot bluffs and the colors are just spectacular it's like you're in another state it's almost like you're in idaho or montana or something when you're down there uh was i on number three
1: i believe so um
2: You talk about driving tours. Start, you know, start down in uh, the southern southern part of the state, and just drive up as far north as you want to on the Great River Road, and then head back, you know, on Highway Ten or something. But all along the Mississippi River, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of overlooks and, and um, parks and um, waysides and things where you can stop and get these amazing panoramas over the river uh, and the huge bluffs, you know, along the river river's edge there, and the fall colors there are just spectacular. Number one about it with
1: The weather's perfect. This is the weekend. I did. <laughs> Rob, yes. we are out of time, but it's been great to hear from you once again.
2: Yes, you too. I'm glad you're back. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Rob. Rob's back next week at uh, 4 o'clock here on WHBY. We've got your CBS and local news updates just moments away here on WHBY.